Mashed Potatoes! All PGA picks on Sports Tree Limited are brought to you by The Bogey Club, Premier Golf Simulator and Lounge. Welcome to Sports Tree Limited's inaugural episode of Talk Birdie to Me. Folks, I'm Connor Roundtree, your host, joined today by our analysts and every other episode of that, for the future for that matter, Spencer Burke, folks. Welcome to the show and welcome to the platform, Uncle Berkey. Thanks, buddy. Uh, it's good to be talking into one of these things again and Golf Analyst has a nice little ring to it too, so let's do it. Well, one of the big reasons why we decided to make the comeback this week is because we're located in Toronto. The Canadian Open is also in Toronto this week. St. George Golf and Country Club. And folks, although the players haven't played this track professionally before in all of its new pieces, we have. We know what's going on out there. I have some friends that are members there. We know that the grass is a little thicker. So we'll be able to give you a little bit of an insight and a little bit of a boost that you can't get anywhere else, only here on Sports Tree. But let's break right into this field right now. Scotty Scheffler. The guy's won four times this year. Sam Burns, the guy that beat him in a playoff. Defending champ, Rory. Cameron Smith from the players is coming in. Tony Finau, Matt Fitzpatrick, Shane Lowry, who finished second here in 2019. Uncle Berkey, we got ourselves a field. Yeah, we got a stacked field this week, Tree, and I'm, I'm pumped, and I think I can speak for the rest of Canada as well. First time the Canadian Open's uh, back at it in three years, so th this crowd's it's going to be wild. It's going to be thirsty. And I think uh, these these players are going to be really pleasantly surprised with how good the crowds are this week at St. G's. Yeah, well, red and white day is Friday, folks. So if you're tuning into that, I guarantee you there'll be some rowdy Canadians. Yours truly will be among them. <laughs> now let's break into the course. St. George Country Club, a par 70, measuring 7,014 yards. Now that sounds ultra short. Like, you played competitive golf, played D1, that sounds pretty short. Well, let me throw this wrench into it. Five par threes. Sounds a little bit longer now, doesn't it? Yeah, a little misleading with the five par threes, as you mentioned. Um, still on the shorter side, I guess, than a lot of the tracks they play. But it will be um, deceivingly long out there this week. And I think what we shouldn't, what shouldn't go unnoticed, Tree, is that the U.S. Open is next week. And this field is so strong they're not just going to come play at some course that's not going to be somewhat similar. Obviously, the scores will be a lot lower here than they are at the Country Club next week for the Open. That goes without saying. However, there's going to be slick greens, thick rough, tight fairways, and it is serving as preparation for next week's third major of the year. Well, Spencer noted those greens, and one of the things that I want to note is the fact that, yes, this tournament was here in 2010. So when I said earlier, you guys were all, probably all thinking, well, Connor, some of these guys played here in 2010. Not with these greens. 2013, this is how you know we're in Canada. There was an ice storm that ruined the greens in 2013. They had them completely redesigned in 2014. Obviously, Stanley Thompson, he designed this gem back in 1929. It's been revamped, and the boys are ready to go. And, Unc, I think that's where we got we got to jump in with Let's the first, right up on, first up on the docket, folks. Not really a surprise. Coming in at 8-1, to one, it's Scotty Scheffler. 
one four times this season. And I'll just give a pre-waiver. I will be throwing a sprinkle on him because he's been really good to me. And if you guys have been following Sports Tree this year, like I know a bunch of you have, buying our picks, he's won you a lot of money. Yeah, and, and you said you're going to be all over Scheffler this week. I have another favorite coming up here. Um, Scheffler, you, you can't say enough about the season that he's had. You'd kind of be silly not to put a bit of money on him this week because it seems he's at the top of the leaderboard every single week. Um, but just transitioning from that, my guy this week is Justin Thomas. He's coming in around 10 to 1. Uh, he can work the ball both ways, which I think is huge out here. He can hit the cut. He can hit the draw. He can hit it high. He can hit it low. Uh, he's starting to putt better. We know his wedges are, are some of the best on tour. And I, I'm going to repeat myself a bit, but it goes back to prepping for next week's U.S. Open. And one other thing with uh, JT, he's playing with Corey Connors and Rory McIlroy. He is... He's a guy who feeds off these crowds, Roundtree, and he's going to be so pumped because he's, this Canadian fan base is going to be rowdy, and as mentioned, he's going to feed off those crowds all week long. Yeah, I love that JT pick, and one of the things that I think you need to be successful, what we talked about while talking about the course, is going to be that ball striking with those irons. This isn't, although it's long, this isn't a track where you're going to let the big dog eat. And JT's just so good with those long irons. I think that's a sharp pick. And then the other guy with... There's three guys, I can't believe three guys in this tournament at 10 to 1 or worse odds. And the third guy at 9 to 1 is Rory McIlroy. Obviously the defending champ, but I saw what he did on Sunday and that gives me a whole lot of worry. But then I think about Rory's game and I think about the fact that he shot a Canadian Open record just 258 strokes for 22 under in Hamilton. Uh, I think he likes Canada a lot. Yeah, and going back, he's in that featured group with Corey Connors, with Justin Thomas. Obviously, Rory, a fan favorite everywhere he goes, especially in Canada after that performance uh, last time at Glen Abbey. So I'm not going to sprinkle Rory this week, but he's right up there, and rightfully so. I will be spirit, I will have a little bit on Rory. Uh, he's really good on these tracks with the tight greens, small greens. I think he's, got, he's good around the green with the ball striking, and if that putter gets going... You know, it always seems watching Roy that he leaves two or three out on the field. Well, that's, it, that's, if he he just burns some corners, and I think if they, feeding off the crowd, I think this could be a good time to hit Rory uh, before that line gets worse. If he gets off to a hot start, yeah, we're recording this on Tuesday night, so you're, you're right. Though it comes down to his flat stick. Um, and his wedges, because we know how dominant he can be with the driver. I don't know how many drivers he's going to ultimately need out here this week, but he's going to feed off that energy and uh, be in the fan favorite and once again prepping uh, for next week's U.S. Open. Well, those are the three favorites, folks. Now we're going to shift into the 11-1 to to 20-1 to range, and right at 11-1 to is Cam Smith. And, Unc, I can't help but scratch my head at this. I had him as my fade last week, and he had me all nervous. And then he went into Sunday, and I was like, okay, thank God I faded him. Yeah, Sunday was not a good performance at the Memorial there from Cam. Uh, I mean, you, you got to think fatigue might creep in at some point, too. He's been in almost every tournament this year and, and near the top of the leaderboard as well. He chips and putts the hell out of the golf ball. We already know that. Um, but unfortunately for Cam, sometimes his driver gets a little wonky. So um, I will be avoiding Cam this week, but never, never a bad bet. Yeah, it's just... I actually, I'm going to I'm gonna double down on what you said. I think it is a bad bet this week. I think 11-1 to 1 is paying way too much for that ticket. And as you said, it's tight fairways. That's what we've been talking about. And he's, where he misses is with the driver. He could be in somebody's back. There's some nice houses. 
Yeah. Like, he could kill somebody this week if he, he's <laughs> off with the driver. Like, pool, you're laying back, you're having, your nice, having a nice rattler like myself right now, and bam, you're dead. Yeah. Next, and, well, no, what were you yeah, going to Well, just going, just going off that tree with the Cam Smith. Um, what what do they have him at here on Bet365? What are his current 11 odds? to 1. 11 to 1. So, yeah, as mentioned, I'm going to fade that, and now I'm just going to get into – a pick, obviously a homer pick, but we got to do it. Corey Connors coming in around 21 to 1 this week. Uh, I was listening to him all the media today. He said he's never been more excited for a golf tournament. Uh, sometimes people like to fade the the home picks, but you know what? I love Corey this week. I also read an article uh, in the Toronto Star this week, and a lot of big name players, Connor, were were mentioning. This guy is finally getting the recognition he deserves. One of those guys, Colin Morikawa, said he has one of the most beloved swings on tour. It's so silky. His tempo is fantastic. And then another guy, his fellow countryman, Taylor Taylor Pendrith, he played at Kent State with him. Unfortunately, he's injured. But Pendrith said what's really misleading about Connors is that People think he's a bad putter, but the only reason that a lot of the times he gets that knack on his putting is because he hits so many goddamn greens. So if he's on the green all the time, of course he's going to miss some putts. So I love Connors this week. He seems super jacked up. He's playing with JT. He's playing with Rory. I can't wait to see what Corey does this week. Yeah, I'm all over the 30-year-old Canadian as well. Finished tied for 13th or better in three out of his last five starts on tour, uh, including a sixth-place showing at the Masters. And he ranks fourth on tour in greens and regulation percentage, as Spencer alluded to. What did we just talk about? Small greens, accurate with the irons. Corey Connors, this course is made for him. Um, And did I mention that he gained eight strokes on the field last week in strokes gained on approach? Yeah. At the Memorial? Very similar track. It it is a similar track, and he's trending in the right direction. I I saw him, as as mentioned again, getting interviewed uh, earlier today on on one of our Canadian sports shows, Overdrive there. And I've never seen a bigger smile on the guy's face. So super pumped to see what he does. But let's get into, I guess, some a little more deeper range. Well, one thing now. one thing I do want to just touch on right there before we go too, uh, too deep. Corey Connors, he's been playing this course a lot, a lot of practice rounds. I've been getting some rumblings from people at, uh, at St. George. So he's been playing this track now for pretty consistently over the last three weeks. So make sure you're on that Corey Connors ticket. Now, another guy... At 14 to 1 that I just have to talk about before we get down is a, a bit more of a fade. And I wanted to get into this with Cam Smith, but there was no way I was cutting off your Corey Connors hype because <laughs> I'm all for it. Sam Burns, man, he seems to be the only guy that can really outduel Scotty Scheffler. But let's talk about Sam Burns. He's missed the cut in two out of his last five events. Uh, and he has trouble with his accuracy. He ranks 111th on tour in driving accuracy. Um, what did we say about Cam Smith? Same thing. I can't I can't go for Sam Burns and fade Cam Smith if both of the problems are with the driver. I have to I have to convince I'm looking at the track, I see a path to victory, and these guys have a a path to problems. Yeah, a lot of the times um Sam does run into some issues with with the big dog, but he he also has such strong uh mental game. So I'm you know, I know it's. We'll, we'll say we can fade Sam Burns, and yeah, I'm not going to pick him this week either. But that guy uh, is so mentally tough, and and he has three wins on the tour already this year. We saw him out duel uh, Scotty Scheffler the other week in the playoff. He is just so mentally strong, so you can never count him out. But yeah, at those odds, I don't love him this week either. 
Yeah, I mean, what he did to to Scotty Scheffler to win that Charles Schwab challenge in that playoff, as you said, was something we just haven't seen anyone be able to do to Scotty yet uh, this season. But again, it's just not the track for him. A guy in that range that I am all over, about as hyped as you are for Corey Connors, very similar game, but better with the putter, Shane Lowry. I'm all over Shane Lowry this week. The guy can get sand saves, tons of bunkers pitted around these greens on these par threes, accurate with his irons, can clean up from the edges. Again, small greens. You're not going to be hitting... These guys, for how good they are, you're not going to hit every green. You're going to need to be able to battle and get some par saves, and I think that spot will keep Lowry competitive. Well, I don't see him jumping out to the start like a Rory or a JT that can go very low off the start. The consistency from Lowry is why I have... Uh, a pretty big ticket on him at 18 to 1 right now. I'm all over Lowry. And yeah, he sits seventh in par three scoring on the tour. And there's five par threes. Yeah, like, that is all. Like, like you said, though, Tree, Lowry does. He just grinds. He's going to be there come Sunday. Uh, he might not shoot that 62 or that 61, that crazy low round, but he's going to consistently chip away. He puts the heck out of the ball. He gets up and down from seemingly, seemingly everywhere. And. Once again, I sound like a broken record, but major preparation. And next week, U.S. Open, uh, this guy's always seems to be floating around in the majors. So uh, I like Lowry. I love the big Irishman, and I think he'll enjoy the beer here as well. Well, uh, I hope so. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think we've been drinking Irish beer for most of the night, so we're kind of going on the, the opposite end there. But, you know, try an Alexander Keith's. That might knock your socks off. Nice little smooth IPA. But... Unk, we're going to transfer now into the 25 to 40 range. And I know there's a guy there at 40 to 1 that you are kind of all over just because of his his course history here at, with uh, Mr. Jonathan Vegas. Yeah, and Jonathan Vegas actually, true, on, on a lot of places, he's even lower than. I got, uh, sorry, I, part, I got 50 to 1 on Jonathan yeah, Vegas right fi- now. Around 50 to 1. Um, a guy who simply just seems to love Canada. He's only won three uh, PGA Tour events, two of them. We're back-to-back at Glen Abbey in 2016 and 2017. He's trending in the right direction. He has three uh, top 20s in his last six starts. He was actually um, tied for fourth going into Sunday Memorial last week. He did not have a good round. Uh, he finished 81, but let's just call that one an outlier. Uh, he, se- he just seems to love this place. So he'll also have a great following uh, because what his, what he's done uh, at Glen Abbey over the years. So I like Johnny Vegas this week because he also has super soft hands for a big guy and mm-hmm. and he can putt it as well. Yeah, the Venezuelan definitely has won some fans over in Canada with that success that you mentioned. And again, well, you said he was battling in for T4th on, on Sunday. He did finish T4th just a couple weeks ago. So a top five finish along with those three top 20s you, you can't be mad at that. You really can't be mad at that value, especially coming in at 50 to one. Now, here's my guy. All right, uh, I'm pretty hot on this pick right now, and Uncle Berkey knows it because we sat down to do a little bit of prep here, and I started looking into Cameron Champ, and I saw that he was at 70-1. to 1. Now, Cameron Champ, yes, he's all over the place. Yes, he's had a wrist injury. Yes, he heard the footsteps of John Rahm in Mexico. John Rahm was chasing me down. I'd probably hear the footsteps too. <laughs> John Rahm's not in the field. Some other big dogs are, but Cam Champ is a winner. Proven winner on the tour. Wrist feeling better. And guess where he excels in his game, Unc? Yeah. It's- 200 yards from approach. One of the best golfers in the world. We have multiple 200-yard par threes. Multiple ball placement shots. And not only that, he's one of those guys that can take the distance out of those par fives. Well, like 
He leads the tour in driving. Why he has so much success from 200 yards is because Cam Champ is hitting a seven (laughs) or an eight iron, while a lot of the times the guys are hitting five or sixes. His distance is is almost unmatched out there. Um, The guy just compresses the net out of the golf ball. Fantastic player, but his consistency is obviously the biggest issue. Um, Cam Champ. I, I don't, I'm not sure if I love him this week, Tree, but uh, I do I do like him at at that those odds. And you bring up some good points uh, to support why you like Cam this week. Yeah, it's just it's the fit for the value and the price, and I think that's what it's what what we really have to look for in some of these sleeper picks and attack, and maybe not just overall to hit him to win uh, a nice top twenty finish at seventy to one. I guarantee you that's going to be in the plus five hundred plus four hundred range for a top twenty. With Cam Champ, I, I really like those odds, especially when there's guys that we said, the, the two of the top five ranked guys, Cam Smith and Sam Burns, we're not expecting big things from because of their issues with the big stick. Cam Champ doesn't have those issues. Another guy that I like at 100-1, to Aaron Rye, because he's just been so consistent as of late. Now, this one, I'm not a fan of the guy's style. The dual gloves has got to go. <laughs> it's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. I but think, I think he has iron head covers too. So just to just oh. to put a little more, uh, you know, salt, I'm not, salt on the wound. Yeah, that's it. Actually, I'm <laughs> not taking him. I, I scratched that pick. Who do you got? Who do you got sleeping? I'm out. So no, no, Cam Champ. I'm no, going Cam no Champ no sleeper. And Aaron Rye. No, found out about the iron. Ca- yeah, I forgot about the iron. I'm cashing out of anything. I love. I love that. If we're going one more deep sleeper, we gotta. It's, it's a home game. We gotta go one more. We're going to Adam Spence, and I believe he's around one twenty to one. He has two top tens uh, this year. But um, I, I was fortunate enough to play uh, some junior golf with a lot of these Canadian guys, and obviously they all waxed me. But Adam Svensson, he might have had the most mojo out of any of these guys. He's got, he's got some juice, and I know this is a home game for him. He's going to be super stoked. He's played this course probably a numerous, amounts of, numerous amount of times as well. So I really like Adam Svensson as well. They call him Spenny. So let's go, Spenny. All right. Uncle Spenny got it done with Svenny there. Yeah, folks. That's our, those are our picks, and on Wednesday, you're, we're going to release our pick package with our top three picks to win, with our best bets. Make sure you purchase that, but here's a little flavor, and we're going to be doing this now every single week. Try to get these recorded for oh. you on Monday or Tuesday. A little update from the Sports Tree side. The new website's coming along. We got the guys in from Sportsnet. Guys, we're going to make a sports comic book for you guys with accurate sports analysis every week, every day, daily content. Our team is great, and now we are coming to the top, so look out for us. Last thing before we go, we're, we're known for our trivia questions here. On our golf show, with it. on our golf show, it's going to be the same thing as all of our other shows. At the end of this golf season, the last episode of Talk Beer to Me, we will be giving away a pair of golf tickets to any golf event that you want to see on the PGA Tour for next season. All you have to do is answer these questions on our website once it's up and running. But because the website isn't up and want, up and running, tweet the answer at us. Comment on Instagram. Comment on TikTok. Comment on YouTube. It's really simple. Who is the last Canadian to win the Canadian Open, and what year did he do it? Any ballpark thoughts there, Uncle Berkey? Uh, I know it was a long time ago. I heard some stat. I, I, I'm i not sure the player, nor uh, was I around to know the player, but I know it was a while ago because uh, Weirzy almost did it uh, back at uh, back at Glen Abbey against VJ Singh. I remember he had a short putt to... Uh, 
to seal the deal on 18. Unfortunately, he missed it. They went into a playoff. Uh, VJ beat him. I remember how bad VJ felt for beating him, too, uh, just because of how pumped our nation would have been if we were, he brought it home. But, no, I got no clue, man. Well, hopefully Svensson can bring it home for all the Canadian fans out there. You know who we're leading with after this episode. Folks, thank you so much for tuning into the inaugural episode of Talk Birdie to Me. I'm Connor Rountree. That's Spencer Burke. We'll see you next week for the U.S. Open. Mashed potatoes!